0: Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Dei
1: Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. It is April 5th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. It's so light out right now.
2: Look at that. You Isn't can actually it? see the sky. I know. There you go. How? As it should be in yes. spring morning.
1: Well, you'd hope. That's right. It is and it'll only get lighter until uh, well, we work our way till the end of June, I guess, when uh, we reach the summer solstice.
2: Summer I always have to think is I the equinox or is it the solstice? I think it's
1: the solstice. I think you're right. Yeah, so good morning.
2: Well, very good morning to you too, David. How are you? I'm doing well. Again, enjoying this clear morning. I went out for my walk yesterday. I found a little bit of time in between some clouds. Didn't get rained on though. It looked like it wanted to rain. Yeah. But no, it was a a nice afternoon, but I did have to dress in layers because I don't like to be cold.
1: You should have waited till today. Why is that? Today's National Walking Day.
2: Is it really? It
1: is. I kid you not.
2: I'm going to have to go for another walk. You have to do it again.
1: That's right. No, every day is a good day to
2: walk. Every day that you can get outside is a good day to walk.
1: Yeah. I really noticed yesterday. What's that? That my yard is getting long.
2: Is it? Yes, it is. My son is uh, away visiting his sister for spring break, and he is not around to mow my front lawn either. I noticed the same thing.
1: Yeah. It's, like huh. It's like all of a sudden like over the last week somebody turned on the grass growing button and uh and it's it's growing. So and it's spring
2: it is springtime for sure uh i can tell i did notice a couple of things on my walk there's a neighbor down the street from us who ripped up all of their grass and put down astroturf in their front yard really or or, not astro but turf yes astroturf is i guess
1: (laughs) you have to be an astro time the
2: old timer stuff yeah you know where i'm coming from they
1: put down artificial
2: artificial turf in their front yard so all they have to do is vacuum their front yard to get the leaves up. Uh, But then I noticed quite a few with black moss in their grass. So I can tell that they've gone through and thrown down the moss killer because we all know that, yeah, yards are full of it right now because there's been a plethora of rain to keep that moss nice and happy and healthy.
1: And I got news for you. What's that? More is on the way.
2: All the way into next week. Yeah.
1: You know, we talked about this, I think, yesterday, how early la- or late last week, and kind of early this week, looked like it was going to be just a beautiful Easter. It was supposed forecast. to be. yeah, not so much, oh
2: now. Lord. Well, yeah. okay. Well, that's Whether right. it rains or shine, Easter will be here. That's right. right.
1: I'm still doing an Easter egg hunt. Okay. Just by myself.
2: I just talking to somebody, we were, a friend of ours uh, works at the Costco gas station, and he says, I've been telling people to go get the little tiny potatoes and color those because eggs are so expensive right now, and it's hard oh. to find them. Uh, so just... Uh, color your potatoes and then right. keep and eat your eggs <laughs> we're going on an
1: easter potato hunt do <laughs> you still you do the easter egg uh dying, you know the the little paz sure Isn't it wasn't a paz the, yeah uh, i think the name of the oh the die box there you love buy. it yeah
2: absolutely are
1: you doing that no okay
2: uh, we do, we we haven't done dyed eggs for a while. Uh, I'll I'll probably fill up some plastic eggs with some candies in them for the kids. Right. Uh, but that's probably about it now.
1: I would pr- appreciate if you would bring me some of those plastic eggs in with quarters in them. I like to open you like them with the ones I like to, with you open them up and there's money there's in them. Money like, oh, in look it. at that there a quarter. You go. Yeah.
2: Is a quarter enough?
1: No, I actually, uh, if you wouldn't mind, like folding up really tightly, a fifty-dollar bill,
2: fifty-dollar bill, put her in there, the golden egg, <laughs> the
1: golden egg. That's <laughs> it. So, yeah, it's been a while since we've done an Easter egg dine. I I can't think of the last time we did that. I always enjoyed it though. Always kind of fun. Sure. Particularly when you're colorblind. I never quite know you what the never colors tell are. The yeah, right. if
2: it's... It, <laughs> what you, color it is. find it out there. Yeah. We've done ones where my dad has hidden the eggs. So I remember when we were little. And then, you know, because you got to count them all before you hide them. Right. So, so that you way know. you make sure. Yeah. One did not get back into the basket. Yeah. You don't know where it went.
1: <laughs> it's Some like, bird
2: took off with it or there. something. Still, still hidden in my, somewhat. Still in the garden. So somewhere. would
1: you eat the eggs eventually? Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah.
2: No, because they're days old and they've been out in a basket.
1: I I think we did. It's (laughs) like five days late, and that's still good. Uh, That's still good.
2: Smells fine. Yeah.
1: I don't, don't don't do that.
2: Don't do it just because it's got a lot of times the dye breaks through it and then you got, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those are the good old days. Good old days, (laughs) I guess. That's why eat your eggs. And color potatoes or uh, just get there, the plastic yeah. ones.
1: All right. Uh, well, the good words to live by. There you go. Uh, what do you have coming up today?
2: Well, as far as they know, he never made a donation to Catholic Charities of Oregon, but upon his death a year ago, his estate was given to them to help those in need. I'll tell you about All this right. donor.
1: And more tornadoes again. It's what just, is this? I, I mean, it's just been. Amazing! how many have been there. And again, today, too, we'll have that for you coming up.
2: All right, we got a great show ahead for you on this Spy Wednesday. I'll explain why it is. Here is The Thirsting and Come Hold My Son. We are The Morning Blend on Day Radio. cold night
3: in Bethlehem No fire to warm her hands She gives birth To the Word made flesh The bread of a life she puts in a manger She won't understand Why they come to adore him But she'll say, come home
1: the thirsting, come hold my son. It is 7-Eleven at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. Well, coming up towards the end of this month, big recycling event at the Madeline Church in northeast Portland. You're going to hear about it right after the forecast.
0: Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle connects through All Source Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at AllSourceCommunications.com. That's AllSourceCommunications.com or call 503 967 4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Easter is coming. Let Mater De Radio walk with you through this holy
6: week as we prepare our hearts through the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We'll fill the end of Lent and the Triduum with special programming to help you go deeper into this holy season, including the Easter Vigil Mass from the Vatican. In addition, Mater De Radio's dedicated team of prayer warriors will be enthusiastically interceding for your personal intentions during this holy week reach out to them now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737, or submit your particular request to the prayer page at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Prepare your heart for Easter with deep spiritual reflection and prayer. Make your journey through this Holy Week with Matraday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
2: It 7:14 here at Mother Day Radio. Well, a bit of a break from the rain today. Uh, that is at least through the daytime hours. The next system is going to arrive this evening. So under cloudy skies, highs today. We'll push right to that 50-degree mark again. And then by tonight, showers will come back and we'll keep up overnight. Lows drop to the mid-40s. Now rain again tomorrow, highs to the lower 50s. Then there's a possibility of rain, David. Every single day into next week.
1: You know what they say about April?
2: Uh, April showers, May flowers. There you go. Okay. All
1: right. That's the the cup half full. I love it. Yes. It's 41 degrees at St. Charles Church in Portland.
2: And it is 40 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver.
1: Well, if you have been holding on to a bunch of old electronics that you plan to get rid of, mark this day on your calendar, Sunday, April 23rd which happens to be, by the way, the day after Earth Day, perfectly. That's when the Madeline Church in Northeast Portland will be holding its annual e-waste recycling event at its parish hall driveway on Northeast 24th Avenue. Joining us this morning to give us the details is Darlene Maurer. She is the pastoral assistant at the Madeline as well as the chair of the e-waste event. Hey, good morning, Darlene. Great to talk with you again.
7: Good morning. Holy Week blessings to everyone.
1: Well, thank you so much. You as well. So i got to believe your event on April 23rd, it wasn't by chance that it happens to be the day after Earth Day.
7: No, it's not. In fact, we've been doing this event for over 10 years, and um, I can't even calculate how much uh, we have collected over that time that has been given new life to old uh, e-waste type electronic waste um, materials. And uh, we are so pleased to be able to do it again on a larger scale. Last year we collected over 14,000 pounds just of electronic waste, not to mention um, our partnership with Ridwell in collecting plastic clamshells and then also we are collecting old athletic shoes um, to be recycled through Nike's recycling program.
1: Oh, that is fantastic. Wow, that that is, that is wonderful to hear how much you've collected. And I, I must say, too, while this is being held at the Madeline, this is really part of your whole vicariate.
7: It is. Uh, we have the Parishes of St. Charles, St. Andrew, and Holy Redeemer um, that we have been partnering with for a couple of years now on... Uh, care for creation initiatives that are important to us. And so we have a steering committee that puts together uh, different events and activities and ways to encourage others to uh, take Pope Francis's encyclical Laudato Si to heart and really do our part to make our climate uh, more uh, resilient to the effects of of the warming of our planet.
1: Right, and I was going to mention that too, is that you said this has been going on for 10 years, but you you did say that this is really all part of Pope Francis Laudato Si, which I, I think is just wonderful because it was one of his first encyclicals, and you guys have really embraced that.
7: Yes, we have, and uh, next month will be actually the eighth anniversary of the release of the encyclical. And uh, we are planning some really wonderful events for that as well.
1: How did you get started with this, with embracing Laudato Si, and really following through with some of these initiatives? What 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 was the impetus of all of that? Who got it started?
7: Well, I think our pastor, Father Mike B. Wind, um, really uh, brought this to our attention uh, when Laudato Si was released, and for me, it's been a part of my life. Um, from childhood, so um, I didn't have any problem in signing on to uh, make this something that our parish could really embrace, and uh, most of our parishioners uh, really do believe in Pope Francis' concern for care for our climate. Mm -hmm.
1: That's wonderful. Darlene Maurer, she is the pastoral assistant at the Madeline Church in Northeast Portland and chair of this year's e-waste recycling event. It'll take place again on Sunday, April 23rd from 9 to 1, and it'll be at the Madeline Parish Hall driveway on Northeast 24th Avenue. Well, let's talk about some of the nuts and bolts of the event and some of the things that you will be accepting at this recycling event.
7: Well, most of any kind of electronic waste that you can imagine uh, will be accepted by Green Century Recycling. We'll have a couple of their employees on site. And last year, we actually had to have them bring two trucks because uh, we filled one uh, well before our event ended. And uh, so they'll be taking all of that. They even took some extra things that uh, we didn't anticipate, but we really asked people to be cognizant of the uh, items that we have listed on our website that we will be collecting.
1: Give us some examples of some of the things that you will be taking.
7: Uh, We'll be taking computers and laptops, uh, those traditional things, fax copiers, uh, all kinds of paraphernalia that goes, the the cabling, uh, all of that. And for anybody who's concerned about bringing a computer in... Uh, Green Century Recycling has a program that they will wipe the hard drives off of all of the materials that they receive, so we don't need to be worried about that.
1: No, that's great to, great to know. And then some of the things that you kind of caution that you can't take, that some, some things you may see that it's like, yeah, we can't take those that you've seen in the past.
7: Yes, yeah, styrofoam and fluorescent light bulbs, Um, Some of the floppy disks for media, um, no wood, um, no refrigerators or freezers. Um, They have taken microwaves in the past, and I believe they will continue to do that. Anything containing mercury, they cannot take. Um, So mostly things that would have uh, materials in them that are are, uh, more hazardous waste.
1: And then, too, you talked about your partnering with Ridwell on some plastics. What sorts of things will they take plastics-wise?
7: It'll be the number one PET plastic clamshells. Those are the things you get frequently at the grocery store for prepackaged items and also uh, what you might pick up at a deli. So those things are uh, in mass amounts in our our normal purchasing, and so they will be accepting those and have a great reputation for re- responsibly recycling those.
1: Right. And then you mentioned, too, athletic shoes.
7: Yes. Uh, we won't take dress or casual shoes, but we will take any brand of athletic shoes. We had probably 12 large boxes last year that we collected. They just came out of the woodwork. So as people start cleaning out for for spring cleaning, uh, we encourage them to, to look at at whatever they think um, they can bring in that will help us in keeping those materials out of our landfills.
1: Great. And then I, I have your flyer, but tell folks where they can see this flyer, because it's wonderful. You have everything listed. It's very detailed. Uh, how can they access that?
7: They can access it on our website, which is www. The Madeline, and it's spelled T-H-E-M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E dot E-D-U, and then a backslash
1: e-waste. Excellent. And again, I'm looking at the flyer, and as I mentioned, too, it is very detailed, gives everybody ideas of what they can and cannot recycle. Again, she is Darlene Maurer, the pastoral assistant at the Madeline Church, Northeast Portland, and chair of this year's e-waste recycling event. It'll take place on Sunday April 23rd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Madeline Parish Hall driveway on Northeast 24th Avenue. Hey, Darlene, great to talk with you. Thank you for all your work you are doing in the recycling. Uh, We really appreciate it. Oh,
7: thank you very much. Everyone have a very blessed Easter.
1: You as well, too. God bless. Thank
7: you.
2: And it is 723 here at Mater Dei Radio. Boy, I think I've got some old electronics that yeah. you don't know what to do with. So it's good to know that they wipe those hard drives so that way you don't worry about your sensitive material getting yeah. out there. So
1: And I mean, yeah, how successful it's been. They filled two trucks wow. last year. Yeah, that's so. fantastic. Wonderful.
2: Well, she did talk about a website where you can go find that information. And on the podcast of this interview today, I'm going to add that link so you can get right to where you need to be. And while you're on our website, well, check out our great Lenten resources. It's all there for you as we move into the Easter season. You're also going to find some great locally produced Catholic show podcasts, as well as information about our upcoming Spring share It's all on our webpage at materdayradio.com.
8: As we strive to overcome our regular sins this Lent, our Lord's last words on the cross each offer a remedy for one of the seven deadly sins. The second words from the cross are, This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. We can learn much from the two thieves crucified alongside our Lord. Pity counters envy. The thief on his left side was envious of the power of Christ and argued that Jesus should have used his power just as he would have used it. He asked to be taken down instead of taken up. The thief on his right showed pity because he was conscious of his own sins and guilt. He left room for divine pardon. He chose to not believe in the envious judges, scribes and Pharisees and so saw Christ's innocence. Have pity on the miserable, and divine mercy will be the reward for your pity. This is Matt Maloney from knowthefaith.net.
9: Don't miss the 33rd annual Spring Fling Auction at Sacred Heart Catholic School in Jervis, Oregon. Join the fun on Saturday, April 22nd, beginning at 5 p.m. Admission includes dinner, dessert, beverages, and a chance to bid on some wonderful auction items. Purchase your tickets at the school office or from a parent. For more information, please call 503-792-4541. That's 503-792-4541.
0: Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio.
1: 727 at Mater Day Radio and more tornadoes striking the Midwest. We'll have details in the news.
2: And as far as they know, he never made a donation to Catholic Charities of Oregon. But upon his death a year ago, his estate was left. To those in need I'll have his story for you coming up in news just about three minutes Here's Julie Hoy and Green Light We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between Your faith and everyday life
10: Here I am in the middle of the desert stop that weekend It must be shared, this can't be living well through my hair my mind begins to wonder where lord will lead me now
11: throwing my hands
10: to the air take me lord guide me there stop
1: Right out of Queen of Peace Church in Salem, that's Julie Hoy with Green Light. It's 7:30 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news this morning, you never know who has the clients of Catholic Charities deep in their hearts. As far as anyone knows, Gavin Bjork had not been a donor to the agency, which serves houseless people, low-income Oregonians and refugees, among others. But upon his death a year ago at age 86, the retired Portland State University math professor left his entire estate to Catholic Charities. Bjork was born and grew up in Montana and came to Portland in 1966 to teach mathematics at Portland State University. He said it was his good fortune to have had the fulfilling job of helping students learn. Well, Professor Bjork lived alone and outlived his family, but he had a supportive group of friends. He asked that there be no services on his death. Now, his estate included a downtown Portland condominium that was full of paintings and drawings, pottery, and bicycle. Now Wendy Marsh, Chief Development Officer for Catholic Charities of Oregon, said, I sincerely wish we had an opportunity to thank him for his support of our mission while he was with us. And we look forward to putting these funds to great use in support of our programs, honoring his legacy, and keeping doing good For years to come. Wow! Isn't that incredible? That is amazing. They just had no idea, and then they get the notice that they were the receiver of his estate. Mm. So God rest his soul, even though it's been a year ago, we pray for you.
1: God bless him. Well, a deadly and destructive storm system that has already spawned at least 10 reports of tornadoes now threatens more than 85 million Americans with severe weather today. The storm system is trekking across the central U.S. and battering parts of Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, and Michigan. There are reports of casualties in Missouri. Scattered severe storms posing a risk for tornadoes and large hail expected across eastern Illinois through lower Michigan today. Additional thunderstorms accompanied by potentially damaging wind gusts, hail, and a few tornadoes possible from Ohio Valley into the lower Mississippi Valley. At least nine tornadoes were reported Tuesday, including, including two in Iowa and seven in Illinois, where several buildings were damaged in the town of Kelowna and multiple semi trucks blown along over uh, along I-88. So wow. again, just if you're if you're traveling to the Midwest, you know check your flights for sure because uh, just some nasty weather.
2: Well, Washington residents, well, we dish out a de- decent chunk of change to get a driver's license. Now, according to a state-by-state comparison from the website Wise Voter, the Washington drivers have to pay the most to renew or apply for the right to drive. Over time, the cost of getting driver's licenses in Washington has well increased. In 2023, a standard driver's license costs... a year to renew, but we do that over multiple years. So it's $54 for six years, according to the Washington Department of Licensing. Now add to that $35 application fee for a first-time driver's license holder, well, that bumps it to $89. Then there's other ancillary costs, such as upgrading a license photo. That's an increase of $10 to $20, from $10 to $20 in October. Another state-issued driver's license is the enhanced license has also seen its price increase over the past few years. Now, this form of ID has been offered in Washington since 2008. The DOL began providing this option to drivers to make it easier for them to cross into Canada. The enhanced state-issued ID costs drivers $13 a year. But the DOL has since bumped it up to $16 a year. So for six years, the total cost of an enhanced driver's license, $96, hmm. 131 if you include that first-time application fees. Well, for first-time drivers here in Oregon, that's going to set you back $60. And your renewal, just a mere $40. So we're paying a little bit more on our side yeah. of the
1: river. There you go. Okay. I just got my driver's license renewed, uh, it's been several months ago, and I got the new enhanced one. Did you? Kind of cool looking, actually. Is it? Yeah. It's
2: got a little chip in there or something yeah. that they that it reads all of your personal information, David. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> hey, the Columbia River Gorge, great place to hike, of course, and will be getting even better in the future. Friends of the Columbia Gorge, that's a group dedicated to protecting and preserving the scenic area has a goal to construct a 200-mile loop trail network that would encircle a huge stretch of the Columbia River. The initiative is called Gorge Towns to Trails. The group says 45% of the trail miles are already in place, and 80% of the necessary land corridor miles have been secured. Now, The Gorge Towns to Trails network would create a continuous hiking trail that begins in Washougal, Washington, goes east along the gorge past Dallas Port before crossing the river to Oregon and winding west to Troutdale. Last month, the group learned that it will be receiving funds from Oregon State Parks to connect the Columbia Gorge Discovery Center and Museum with the Dalles Riverfront Trail. Wow. So they're kind of taking it section by section. Yes. But that's really neat.
2: That is a neat trail for sure. Well, a Portland man captured a video of a boat with fishing gear weaving back and forth, appearing to try to intentionally hit dozens of sea lions swimming around Hayden Island off the Columbia River on a Monday. Now, sea lions are federally protected under the Marine Mammal Protection Act, making it illegal to harass, hunt, or kill any marine mammals. Now, Michael Brady, the Portland man who took the video, said, Whoever was driving it, they went right through the pack of the first ones and it was kind of like he was trying to hit every pack. Now, Brady tells KGW he had been fishing since he was young and once fished for a living and he said the driver of that boat had no logical reason to aim for and hit the sea lions the way they did. Now, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which oversees fishery management, a fisherman can scare off seals and sea lions from damaging gear or impacting them while actively fishing. They can do it, though, by using horns, bells, or whistles, or circling the mammals without... Physically harming them. Mm,
11: Yeah. So
2: I saw this video uh, when I was looking up the article, and sure enough, it almost seems like they're—I don't know what they're—if they're all just kind of together in a pack, floating. But sure enough, this boat just goes right through the middle of them. The last second, they all kind of dive to the side. Right. He was coming just straight across. He wasn't like going upstream. He came straight across the river to hit them. And then there were a couple more packs that he just went right on through. So.
1: Well, I'm sure authorities will be able to get the number of the boat. They got
2: full picture of this yeah. boat, but don't you know
1: yeah. what? Come on, boy, stop doing that. That's, that's right. That's right. Well, in sports, the Portland Trailblazers continue their season-ending road trip last night, playing in Memphis falling to the Grizzlies, 119-109. Score was tied at 101 in the fourth, but Memphis outscored Portland 18-8 in the final eight minutes to secure the victory. Blazers with a record of 33-46 and moved a step closer to securing the fifth-worst record in the NBA, while the Grizzlies are close to locking up the number 2 seed in the Western Conference playoffs. So Portland is at San Antonio tomorrow night. Just three games left. In the regular season little
2: spy music there for you this morning yeah as the days of Holy Week move forward various events occur that directly lead to what will take place on Good Friday among these events was the faithful betrayal of Jesus by one of his own disciples It says in scripture, then one of the 12 who was called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and said, what will you give me if I deliver him to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him. This action by Judas earned him the title of spy by medieval Christians in accord with the traditional definition of the English word, one who keeps secret, watch, On a person or things to obtain information. So from Wednesday onward, Judas Iscariot watched for a chance to turn Jesus over to the chief of priests, and so many Christians labeled this day as Spy Wednesday. Now, in the same vein, various cultures reflected the somber mood of this day by calling it Black Wednesday or Wednesday of Shadows which also corresponds to the liturgical rite of Tenebrae that is celebrated on this day. It's also called Silent Wednesday, as the Gospels do not record any activities in the life of Jesus. The only event is the secret meeting of Judas with the chief priest. Now, Wednesday's events ushers in the final days of Jesus' life on earth and directly lead us to the sacrifice of Jesus on Good Friday. Spy Wednesday. Spy Wednesday today.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: And speaking of Tenebrae service, you can attend at 7 o'clock the Tenebrae service at the Cathedral of St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. It begins at 7 o'clock. It's a candlelit celebration that slowly uh, blows out a candle as readings are Mm. done. You can find out all the information on that event by going to our community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app.
1: Well, he is serving at Christ the King Parish in Milwaukee. We visit with Deacon Justin Echeverria. That's coming up right after the forecast.
0: Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of charity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh my God, I love you above all things with my whole heart and soul, because you are all good and worthy of all my love. I love my neighbor as myself, for the love of you. I forgive all who have injured me, and I ask pardon of those whom I have injured. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com.
2: Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Matador Day Radio or anytime on matodayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app.
1: 744 at Mater Day Radio. i yeah, got about a 50% chance of showers today. High today, 51 degrees. Rain tonight and tomorrow. Low, tomorrow. low tonight, 44. High tomorrow, 54.
2: Currently it is 37 degrees at Christ the King Catholic Church in Milwaukee.
1: And 40 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene.
2: Well, for 88 years, the annual tea comes together to support the seminarians in the Archdiocese of Portland. And over those 88 years, boy, the number of seminarians who have been prayed for, who have been supported by this annual tea, well, it's just been immeasurable. It is coming up again on April 19th at the Portland Golf Club, and joining me today to share a little bit about how he was supported by the Seminary T. It is Deacon Justin Echevarria. Good morning, Deacon. Thank you so much for joining us morning. today. Well, for our listeners, I think that you were on the Morning Blend before your transitional diaconate ordination in Rome. Tell our listeners about kind of what part, you know, uh, through your life, how that led you to that moment in your life.
12: Yes. Um, well, the short, the short of it is the Archbishop sent me there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I joined the seminary in 2017 at Mount Angel. So I went there for two years for all of my philosophy, because for to be a priest, you're required to do at least two years of philosophy. And then I was sent to Rome to do theology with my brother, now deacon Brent Derschmidt. And we did our three years there of theology, theological study. And during our final year, Prior to and in preparation of our diaconate ordination, we had a Zoom uh, interview with uh, Dina Marie Hale, which was uh, which was great to have a chance to chat with her. She's a wonderful person, does does a lot of great work in her, you know, in her own vocation. And uh, now, I after ordination, uh, which was back in September, uh, Deacon Brent and I were pulled out of seminary. Um, that's part of our formation plan. Is that. Uh, After you finish those three years and get ordained, you go to, you go back to the diocese, back to Oregon to work in one of the parishes. And he's at uh, Queen of Peace in Salem. And I am at Christ the King in Milwaukee with Monsignor John Sayak.
2: Well, I can't think of a better mentor, of course, than any one of our Monseniors here in the Archdiocese of Portland, but Monsignor Sayaka, what a wonderful opportunity to serve with him. Now, in this pastoral year that you have been here now, what have been some of the things that you involve yourself in?
12: Oh, it's, it's very much rolling up my sleeves and, and, and going in. It's, uh, we have a school, so I help out there, whether it's one of the adults on lunch and recess duty. Or in the classroom, I help with, uh, with some of the classes there, including uh, we have a philosophy elective for the sixth through eighth grade, eighth graders called Path to Wisdom. And it's we use a book from Dr. Peter Kreeft, and it just kind of follows that fundamental philosophy of the of the Catholic faith, learning how to teach the kids how to ask questions. Why is there something rather than nothing? Faith and reason, the problem of evil, like we go into that kind of stuff. But the book is 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 written in a way that even someone like me could understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the school portion of it, and and the staff there has been has been absolutely wonderful. They're a great team, uh, led by their principal Sarah Tabor, and uh, and the kids are just very sweet. Uh, they're so in that area. They're teaching me how to be a dad, oh. how to be a spiritual father. Absolutely, um,
2: Deacon. Now. You can learn so much from books. And we have mm-hmm. just the wealth of our Catholic faith written down. We've got St. Thomas Aquinas who's written it. We've got the Catechism of the Catholic Church all written down. When you got to your pastoral year and started actually working with parishioners and working with the students, was there anything that surprised you that you went, whoa, I, this was not in any of the books that I was reading?
12: Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing to... I mean, the things we learn in the seminary are very good and very rich that help you know, form us academically. But then you get to the parish and you realize, okay, now I'm really starting to learn. Sure. Not just now I'm applying it. But I've told various parishioners, like I told, I told even our Bible study, you, you know, you, you guys are, I'm not here to be the teacher. Uh, you guys are teaching me. I'm here to learn. School's in session. I told the kids that too, and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, ask me questions about the faith. And if I don't know the, those questions, the answer, that's homework for me. So I'll find out and tell you later. So very much like I'm learning how much the, the parishioners are, are teaching me. And not necessarily just formally in our in our conversations, those have been great too. But even by their example, I'll walk by St. Vincent de Paul or I'll, I'll, you know, at the end of mass, there's a whole team of parishioners that'll go and set set things up for the next event that's happening. Maybe it's a funeral or 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 for palm sunday or other just other activities even just there we're very incarnational in the catholic faith we mm-hmm. use everything not just our words like everything body mind soul everything so it's just great to see that and motivating me even more so that when i go back to the seminary this coming september i'm not just writing papers and reading books but I, i'm doing all that but now i know these are the people who i'm doing this for i draw strength from them
2: oh Thank you so much for sharing that. And well, we draw strength from you and it is a blessing that you are sharing your vocation with the Archdiocese of Portland. So you said that you are attending, uh, your your education is happening in Rome. And it, it as you said, it's a little bit longer. Your diaconate mm-hmm. is gonna be two years. So you're heading back to Rome in the fall, in September. So from that point, well, what will the rest of your education look like?
12: Yes, so I'm... I'm here till September and then I go back to begin a two-year licentiate. And that's where, so my, my brother Deacon Brent and I both studied theology. This is now a specific concentration of theology in areas that we are interested in, but also and I have to give a shout out to the parishioners of Christ the King. My interactions with them, especially seeing what they're hungry for, has helped inform me. Okay. What am I interested in studying and how's it going to help the archdiocese? Like what do people really want to know about? How can I be a better servant to them in that regard too? And we're very blessed in the archdiocese that archbishop sample. When we choose a topic, some diocese, they send their guys over there to say, you're, you're going to this school to study this. That's it. Archbishop is very much, okay, well, make a list and let's talk. And just think about this. What are you interested in and how's it going to serve the local church? And we will decide together. Um, so I will go back to for two years, but in between those two years, so this first year, I'll be a deacon, but back in the seminary. And then in June, I will come back with Deacon Brent to be ordained priest with two other guys. So it'll be four of us total. The other two are James Ladd, who will who studies at Mount Angel, and Mr. Qin Yan Vo, who is at St. Patrick's Seminary in Menlo Park, California. So we're all going to be ordained deacons at a different time, but the four of us will be brother priests Mm. together. And it's also, one more shout out, it's a big year for Christ the King because Chin Yan, myself, and Deegan Brent throughout the years all have had an assignment at Christ the King.
2: How wonderful. How wonderful for all of you to be able to celebrate it together. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure those at Christ the King will also be just ready to celebrate also your vocations. Well, you said you're getting ready to head back in September. I can, in my own mind, imagine what is wonderful about being in Rome and being there, you know, really at the heart of our faith. For you, you know, what is the best part about being educated in Rome? Along with the food. <laughs>
12: <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, as, as wonderful as Rome is, it's not home. So it is a blessing to be back here. But being over there, one of the greatest things I've experienced there is to really experience the universal church. Like I, I go to class and I have friends from different countries of Africa, Asia, Latin America, the United States, Europe, Australia, Australia. At, at the North American College, we actually have some Australians who live with us, so you really get a feel of the you, the closeness to the Holy Father, and also the universality of our faith. We're all trying to communicate, so sometimes we'll communicate in English, and usually Italian is the way we're trying to talk to each other. But it's just funny because I can pull up my phone and on WhatsApp I have, you know, my friend John, he's from Cameroon, my friend Emmanuel, who's from Mexico, and you know my friend Richard, who's from Sydney. We're all—it's just incredible to know that, well, the, the church is literally everywhere. The Eucharist is being celebrated in every continent.
2: What a wonderful perspective you can share with all of us. I think that we get so focused on what is happening to me right now in my church, in my neighborhood, that to recognize through your eyes that universality of our church and how well Christ is found in every corner of it. Well, Deacon Justin, we are here to talk about the seminary tea that is coming up. But boy, time has gone by fast and I am already against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour?
12: Sounds good.
1: And it is 7.54 at Mater Dei Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Wednesday. Week and a half away. Just a week and a half. April 17th through the 21st. Going to be a big week for Mater Day Radio. That is our 2023 Spring Sherathon. The theme for the Sherathon seek the truth. So please write that down on your calendar. Join us. Always such a joyful week. We have guests come in, join us, volunteers, and it's an opportunity for you to support catholic radio and we thank you so much for that already a number of folks have already made pledges so thank you too you can go to our website materdayradio.com right there on the main page is all of the information you can click on it read about the share you can actually make a gift now if you'd like to through that so that's the Day radio spring share coming up april 17th through the 21st materdayradio.com for information or through the hail mary media app
9: Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at BlanchetHouse.org.
0: Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Mother Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield,
4: translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at ModernDayRadio.com. Support for Mother Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722, that's 503-252-1722.
1: A great way to support Day Radio is through our leadership circle. It's good
0: to the very
1: last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day
0: Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
1: 757 at Mater Day Radio, and it's now official. NATO has a new member. We'll have that for you in the news.
2: And without the Vatican's approval, a Chinese bishop has been appointed to lead Diocese of Shanghai. I'll tell you what the Vatican has to say about it coming up right after Awaken the Saint.
9: Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Depending on when they lived during the 14th century, some saints had the misfortune of being caught in the scandal of the Western Schism. These holy men and women were unlucky enough to see the church divided by petty disagreements for decades. Nonetheless, many were still able to accomplish great things. Today's saint, Vincent Ferrer, didn't just live to see the church reunited, but was instrumental in ending the schism. Vincent Ferrer was born around 1350, some 28 years before the Great Schism. He grew up happily in Valencia, Spain, and when he was 17, he entered a priory in the city and donned the monk's habit. He distinguished himself in both schooling and his faith and was sent to Barcelona to preach when he was still just a deacon. Vincent became famous as a preacher throughout Spain. He had a way with words that inspired conversion and prompted tepid believers to deepen their faith. It was not long, however, before the schism struck. Two popes were elected in a short period of time, Urban VI in Rome and Clement VII in Avignon. Clement, whom St. Vincent supported, would eventually be declared an antipope, but he was far from the most inflammatory force involved in the dispute. His successor and fellow antipope Peter de Luna, called Benedict XIII, was a bigger problem. Benedict XIII was determined to claim the papacy for himself. Seeking allies, he called Vincent to his side and offered him the position of bishop. Vincent declined the offer but remained an as Benedict's advisor, Vincent was hopeful that the schism would be resolved. He advised Benedict to take any measure he could to de escalate the conflict and restore unity. Benedict, however, was immovable, obstinate, and would not concede anything to his rival in Rome. Vincent, serving as his confessor as well as his advisor, became so stressed that it started to impact his health. He managed, with difficulty, to get permission to leave the court of Amiens. Starting around the year 1400, he traveled all over Spain, Italy, and the Netherlands, evangelizing with great success. Crowds gathered to hear him speak, and miracles of healing were reported everywhere he went. As time wore on, those involved in the schism wanted more and more to end it, but Benedict still refused to yield an inch. Vincent tried again to convince him, but could not. Prompted by those who wanted to put the conflict to rest, Vincent declared that because Benedict had made himself an obstacle to the church's unity, the faithful would be justified if they stopped supporting him. Benedict was eventually deposed and excommunicated in 1417, and a single new pope replaced the contesting ones. Thanks to the combined effort of many who worked together for the good of the church, the schism was finally brought to a close, just two years before Vincent's death. Sometimes one of the hardest things to do is admit that we've been wrong. Vincent made a pretty huge mistake by backing Benedict during the schism. He recognized in the end what was best for everyone. We can learn from the spirit of history and from Vincent that stubbornness should be avoided. St. Vincent Ferrer, pray for us.
1: And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Monterey Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at MontereyRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock.
2: And in your news, a Chinese bishop was installed Tuesday as the Bishop of St. Shanghai without the Vatican's approval, according to Asia News. Now, the report says Bishop Joseph Shen Bin was appointed to lead the Diocese of Shanghai by the Council of Chinese Bishops, the state sanctioned Bishops' Conference. Shen Bin is also the head of the Council of Chinese Bishops. Now, the installation of Shen Bin as Bishop of Shanghai happened without the Vatican's approval and therefore in violation of the Vatican China deal on the appointment of bishops. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni said Tuesday that the Holy See had been informed a few days ago of the decision of the Chinese authorities and that he had nothing to add to the Holy See's assessment of the bishop's transfer for the time being.
1: Well, Finland officially became the 31st member of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, on Tuesday, marking a major shift in the security landscape in northeastern Europe. The inclusion of Finland adds some 830 miles to the alliance's frontier with Russia. The Nordic nation's accession was sealed during a formal ceremony at the NATO headquarters in Brussels. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg were on hand for the ceremony. Finland's acceptance into the U.S.-led security alliance presents a blow to Russian President Vladimir Putin, who, before invading Ukraine, demanded the bloc refa- refrain from further expansion. Finland's NATO membership guarantees the northern European nation access to the resources of the entire Alliance in the event of an attack.
2: Well, the sanctuary of Our Lady of Lourdes is one of the most famous sites of Marian apparitions worldwide and is facing an important decision, what to do with Father Marco Rupnik's mosaics that decorate the facade of the Basilica of the Rosary. Now, the mosaics installed in 2008 for the 150th anniversary of the apparitions in Lourdes depicts the luminous mysteries of the rosary. Bishop Jean-Marc Micus of Tarbes and Lourdes wrote in a statement on March 31st, with the accusations of sexual abuse of adults against Father Rupnik, the question of the status of his work and their future arises. Now, Bishop Micah stressed that Lourdes is a place where many victims come to the Immaculate Conception to seek consolation and healing. Their distress is great in front of Ropnik's Mosaics in this same place. We cannot ignore it. Now, he plans to create a reflection group in order to be helped in the decision making process. The bishop and the rector will be part of the group, along with at least one victim, an expert in sacred art, and psychotherapist, the statement said.
1: Well, Lewis and Clark College in Portland was hit by a cybersecurity attack in early March that may have compromised personal information of students and staff. In a statement last week, the college said it is working with a cybersecurity firm to determine the extent of the information breach caused by the ransomware attack in which the criminals alleged to have published personal information on the dark web. At this point, the school says it does not have any evidence that information involved in the incident has been used for identity theft or financial fraud, but it is using all the resources available to conduct a thorough and diligent review of the impacted data. The school plans to notify individuals if it discovers personal information has been leaked.
2: Well, citizen scientists in Washington County will fan out across their communities this summer as part of a national study on urban heat islands, official announced Tuesday. Now, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Urban Heat Island Mapping Campaign, now in its seventh year, seeks to gather data on how temperatures differ between wealthy neighborhoods and their less affluent counterparts. The Pacific Northwest is no stranger to dangerous heat. In June of 2021, what has become known as the Heat Dome brought record temperatures all over the region. Portland reached as high as 116 degrees, according to official measurements from the National Weather Service. Now, studies have found that some parts of the city were likely much hotter because of the urban heat island effect. Now, areas with lots of trees, often affluent neighborhoods, benefit from the cooling provided by the canopy. Conversely, neighborhoods with lots of large buildings and concrete, often home to low-income residents, see an outsized heating effect as the hard surfaces absorb more of the sun's radiation and reflects it back into the air. The volunteers will be provided with special sensors that can be attached to a car or bicycle. Officials will pick one of the hottest days of the year in the 90th percentile of temperatures. And the volunteers will record heat and humidity data at three different times during the day. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So we'll see how it affects, depending on where you are in the city, what happens to be the temperature. And of course, they get enough volunteers and they'll get this mapping of heat around the city
1: in sports the university of portland baseball team was in eugene last night to take on a red hot oregon team that had won nine straight going into the contest they'll make it 10 straight as the 25th ranked ducks down the pilots nine to one up junior jake holcroft had a nice game though going two for four at the plate including a home run pilots have an overall record of 17 and 11 they are back at joe etzel field tomorrow to begin a three-game series with loyola marymount Oregon starts a three-game series tomorrow with Oregon State in Eugene. So they usually play the three-game series Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. But because of Easter, they're going Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
2: Okay. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Well, a South Korean startup company has developed an AI-based app that scans your dog's nose print places it into a database that anyone can access to identify the owner of a lost dog. It turns out a dog's nose prints are just as individual as a human's thumbprint. And the advantage of using it to identify a lost dog over a microchip is that no one has a microchip scanner in their home. Now, collar tags and microchips can be ways for good Samaritans to help reunite lost animals with their owners, but tags and collars can fall off. Well, microchips are not accessible for anyone who doesn't want to drive to a vet's office. Well, the team at Yonsei University has honed their AI to a 99% accuracy, which they've now released for free through the PetNow app on marketplaces in South Korea, Spain, and the U.S. Now, pet owners register their dog's nose print by taking a picture with their smartphone. Cat owners, they're in luck too because the algorithm can ID cats by their whole face rather than just a nose. Now, once the image is captured, it's stored in a PetNow database, and anyone, including those who may come across a lost animal, can take a picture of its nose or the cat's face to see if it matches with one of the apps providing an instant set of contact information for the owner. Because it's not always easy to uh, for a lost dog, though, to sit still, the app deploys three kinds of AI to identify a nose print, even if the nose is moving around.
1: <laughs> that's That story makes me laugh because that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like to get your so dog. Sit still. Let me
2: take a picture of on, your nose here, print.
1: Hold on. And they're that. like yeah. they're looking
2: all around yeah. wagging They're probably because right. typically when they're lost, oftentimes at least if it were my dogs, they're just happy to see anybody. Sure, they right. want to jump around and stuff. But yep, they can get a picture of it.
1: You could put a little dab of peanut butter on the nose. Oh, that'll point. get it. Yeah. I wonder if that would disrupt the <laughs> yes, nose the print. Prince, I don't it. know.
0: <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community.
2: And beginning tomorrow, running through Sunday, is a Holy Week Retreat at St. Benedict Lodge in McKenzie Bridge. The Dominican St. Benedict Retreat Center is hosting a Holy Week Retreat on the beautiful McKenzie River. It is $150 per person for a private room. Cabins are also available at an additional cost. You can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matzardayradio.com, and of course, the Hail Mary Media app.
1: And we continue our conversation with Deacon Justin. That's right after the forecast
9: Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland Chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in Witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org.
6: Spring is in bloom at Mater Dei Radio, and with the warming weather comes a wide variety of exciting Catholic events. Plug into all this family fun through the Hail Mary Media app. From parish festivals to spiritual retreats, you'll find it all on a community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app also brings you powerful spiritual resources, including Liturgy of the Hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, a customized schedule of all your prayer reminders, a stream of Mater De Radio's live broadcast, Podcast of all our original programming, including shows only available on the app, videos, Catholic news, and more. Download it all today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdeiradio.com for more details. Spring into holiness and get the Hail Mary Media app now from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
1: And it is 812 at Mater day Radio. i got a 50-50 chance of some rain today, a high of 51 degrees. Definitely some rain overnight tonight, low of 44, and... A 100% chance of rain for Thursday. Wow, lovely. I have 54.
2: Currently, it is 38 degrees at Our Lady Star of the Sea Catholic Church out in Stevenson.
1: And 37 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Mount Angel.
2: I am back with Deacon Justin Echevarria. He is in his pastoral year at Christ the King Church and is joining the Morning Blend today to share a little bit about his journey to the priesthood and now more importantly... Well, it's Journey to the Seminary Tea coming up on April 19th. Deacon Justin, thank you so much for staying with us today. Of course. Well, Deacon, in all that you have done, I mean, we are supported by our parents in our younger years. You were supported by the faculty and staff at Jesuit High School and mm-hmm. the years you were there and then on to seminary, all of those support. The Seminary Tea Committee, they are committed for, well, 88 years now in praying and supporting our seminarians tell our listeners a little bit about what it means to know that there are people praying for you and also supporting you financially
12: yeah it uh, i went to the i first went to the team my second year at mount angel Uh, this would have been 2019 and i mean it was a wonderful event and it was just a really great opportunity to get to meet and get to know the people who have been praying for you at different times, you'd have people coming up to the coming up to you, and you might not know them necessarily, but they know you because you have the pictures in the in the different parishes, and of course, the committee are are women from all over the diocese. So this is the local church coming together in a in a wonderful in a wonderful mission. Um, it even has a very deep historic context, not just that it's 88 years, but I was looking up the history, and I didn't realize the uh, let's see if I get this correctly, the wife. Of the nephew of Pope Pius XII went to the T one year when she was in the United States to visit, um, it was during the Eisenhower administration. Wow. There's a little blurb there. I'm like, wait, I studied history in undergrad, so I'm very much a history nerd. I'm like, whoa, she was meeting Eisenhower and she came to the T? That's incredible. And this is someone who's, at least by marriage, is re- was related to a pope. Uh, the last name is Pacelli. Eugenio Pacelli was Pope Pius XII. But uh, yeah, her she is the wife of his nephew. So I didn't realize that even just that deep historical context there. But fast forward, it's, well, I, I do want to say this too. We are very blessed in the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon that we have this, this mission and these women who are so willing to, to give so much. And I don't mean that just in finances, you know, like faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. They're giving their, their prayers and their friendship and that means so much because when I was listening to Father Peter Julia's interview, he was right. There are some hard days in the seminary and you draw strength from these people as you do from the parishioners and from the Lord, the, you know, the people who God has put in your path. So it was very meaningful. And I'm excited to go again after so many years, especially after, after COVID, to be able to reconnect with people, to say thank you. I don't think I'll be able to be grateful enough for what they they do for us, and I'm excited to grow to go with uh, with some people from Christ the King as well. It's it's open to you know it's 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 an open invitation, but it's it's just a great way for the local church to come together in a very beautiful way. I know I I have met people in the seminary. I've met seminarians who they are struggling and they don't have the support that we have in an area such as the Seminary Tea. Like it, again, I can't stress this enough, it is very meaningful and we are so blessed. It's just, it just, it's an incredible, incredible mission.
2: Well, we know this year that the Seminary Tea is also looking to grow that committee. So if you feel that you can be part of the support that Deacon Justin was just talking about, please consider going to the Tea this year and talk to any one of those committee members. I'm sure they would be more than happy to let you know how you can join them. And they will offer that support that Deacon Justin was just talking about. Well, Deacon, throughout the year, the Seminary Tea Ladies support you. It is financially, and it is a fundraiser for this one-day event. But they well, they pray for you all year long. Those Seminary Tea Committee women are there to just use those, as you said, the little baseball cards uh, to pray for their deacon. One of those that prays for you, what's well, your own mother? I mean, talk about what it means like to have... Well, your parents to be just your number one support to to watch you grow and then well to watch you offer your life to the Lord
12: yeah, they're my they're my domestic church. So recently I gave my vocation story to uh, to Christ the King and I had instead of them just hearing me talk, I, I projected a an album of just pictures from the beginning to our our Mardi Gras party at Christ the King. give them a visual of what the journey looked like and I started with my parents wedding in Caguas Puerto Rico in 1988 and I started with that's that's my that I came from that that's my domestic church Uh, my parents have been very they're my biggest supporters biggest in that and 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 they're very honest with me they 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 will give me like they'll come to mass on Sunday and they'll give me critique they don't hold back but I mean that in a very good way Uh, they'll give me it's like a compliment sandwich. Like they'll they'll they'll, they'll commend me on the things that they said. Hey, you did you did this really well, or hey, you really improved on this. But then they'll say, hey, make sure maybe maybe watch out for this next time. Uh, it's not and it's not you know nitpicky. It's no. like oh, it's good, it's good, um, it's just good. Um, what do you call it? Good good evaluation. Um, and they also, they are troopers because they you know they, they see the best and worst, and me because I'm their son, so they know like my weaknesses, my you know, they. They see me when I'm like, I get home and I'm just, I'm tired. And they see me when I'm like impatient. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but through it all, they uh, they are continually there. Mm. And they actually, they came to Rome to, oh. to the ordination. Not just them. It was, they came, all my siblings came, and my brother-in-law Mike came. So there's wow. a picture of us, all of us at the uh, ordination there. And when I got ordained a deacon, And, spoiler alert, I hope to do the same thing Um, next year, uh, I got down on my knees and I asked my parents, because they are the priests of the family, uh, will you bless me as I begin my ministry? Mm. And they signed my forehead.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. God gives us that authority as parents over our children to bless them. And boy, the blessings are obviously poured out on you. And we all will continue to pray for you for the rest of uh, your journey. You said even at that ordination, you had a little moment uh, beforehand to meet with Pope Francis. You got him to look that way towards your parents a little bit.
12: Yeah, uh, basically what happened was the, the day before the ordination, uh, you we all go to the Wednesday audience. Uh, with the holy father and the guys of the north american college will have uh, specific seats pretty close up and we were there and we heard him speaking and oh this is so cool we're very close to him and all of a sudden i i felt someone tap my shoulder and i turned around and it was one of my uh, brother seminarians and he said come over here i said what we're going to meet the holy father whoa and we weren't the first ones to meet meet him, of course it, it was very beautiful. We had um people who came with uh, physical disabilities they they were the first ones to come to meet the Holy Father, uh, which is really great you know to show them that they're loved and 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 the Holy Father is recognizing them and their and their dignity as human beings, beloved sons and daughters and we went after after them and then we took a picture with him and we thought okay, that's gonna be it. but then a couple guys felt bold enough to go right to him and just shake his hand so I was feeling bold that day and I'm not usually that bold and I just went right after a friend of mine I I shook the holy father's hand and I turned and I pointed to my parents and he slowly point looked over and he waved at them wow and uh my mom was like so I think she was looking down and I I, I, I feel like I remember seeing someone like poke her and she looked up and she went oh my gosh and she and my my dad were waving to the holy father so we have a we have a picture of that that moment.
2: ah, oh, fantastic. Or well, perhaps that might be a picture you'd be willing to share at this year's Seminary tea. So if you are listening to this interview and, well, you want to see that picture, you're going to need to get tickets. It is coming up April 19th. It is at the Portland Golf Club happening from 3 to 6 p.m. Well, Deacon Justin, I just really appreciate all of your time today. Before we go, will you offer us your deacon prayer and your blessing?
12: Of course. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this this time to be gathered together in continuing your work in this corner of the world, in the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. And I ask that you bestow your blessing on every person here, as well as all members of the body of Christ in the Archdiocese. And we ask all of this through the intercession of Our Lady as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother, hope and seat of all wisdom, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Amen. And that is Deacon Justin Echevarria. You will be able to see him at the Seminary Tea coming up on April 19th. I will include all the information so that way you can go to their online site and purchase tickets for yourself. And if you aren't able to make that event on that day, you also have an opportunity to donate through their website. You can find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app.
1: And it is eight twenty three at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Wednesday morning. Isn't it great to talk with the up and coming priests? I mean, oh, Deacon yes. Justin, there, a, a transi- transitional deacon. So just a couple more years and he'll be a priest.
2: That's right, and a Jesuit high school alumnus. Yeah, yeah How he was proud. The, they must be.
1: Yeah, we were chatting about that, Deacon and I, and uh, he was, I believe, a year ahead of my daughter. Wow. Yeah, at Jesuit. So it's it's pretty amazing when you think about that. And uh, yeah, so great luck to him. And uh, and the seminary team as well. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a wonderful event. And again, you can find out more on our community calendar at com or through the Hail Mary
4: media app. Support for MaterDay Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
8: Think of that person in your life that you have a hard time reconciling with. If he or she doesn't immediately come to your mind, ask your guardian angel to help you discern who that person might be. Pray for that person every day through the rest of Lent, even if you can't stand them. What good is it to fast and obey every discipline of Lent, but still end up after 40 days not reconciled with each other? The Lord's Prayer is an important prayer to revisit on a deeper level during Lent. We pray, Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive those who trespass against us. We must rely on God for all things and be reconciled with Him, but we must also become reconciled with each other. This is Matt Maloney for knowthefaith.net. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the Glory of the Mass. Every weekend we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the Glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
0: They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio.
1: 826 at Mater Dei Radio and building the trail system around the Columbia River Gorge. We'll talk about the efforts there in the news.
2: And as far as they know, he never made a donation to Catholic Charities of Oregon, but upon his death a year ago, his entire estate was given to them to help those in great need. I'll tell you about this person coming up in three minutes. Here is Kara Klein and Catch Me. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I was
10: afraid to hurt to risk it all I've climbed this high
1: That is Kara Klein and Catch Me. It's 830 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: And in your news, you never know who has the clients of Catholic Charities deep in their hearts. As far as anyone knows, Gavin Bjorg had not been a donor to the agency, which serves houseless people, low-income Oregonians, refugees, among others. But upon his death a year ago at age 86, the retired Portland State University math professor left his entire estate to Catholic charities. Bajorg was born and grew up in Montana and he came to Portland in 1966 to teach mathematics at Portland State University. He said it was his good fortune to have had the fulfilling job of helping students learn. Well, Professor Bjork lived alone and outlived his family, but he had a group of supportive friends. Now, he asked that there be no service upon his death and his estate. Well, it included a downtown Portland condominium that was full of paintings and drawings, potteries, a bicycle. Now, Wendy Marsh, Chief Development Officer for Catholic Charities of Oregon, said, I sincerely wish we had an opportunity to thank him for his support of our mission while he was with us. And we look forward to putting these funds to great use in support of our programs, honoring his legacy, and keep doing good for years wow, to come. that
1: is so amazing. Isn't that amazing? They yeah. just didn't
2: know that he, if he ever had donated until, well, this one very large donation. So we will definitely keep him in mm-hmm, our prayers also. For sure. Well, a Chinese bishop was installed Tuesday as the Bishop of Shanghai without the Vatican's approval, according to Asia News. The report says Bishop Joseph Shen Bin was appointed to lead the Diocese of Shanghai by the Council of Chinese Bishops, the state-sanctioned bishops conference. Shen Bin is also the head of the Council of Chinese Bishops, according to the report. And the installation of Shenbin as Bishop of Shanghai happened without the Vatican's approval and therefore in violation of the Vatican-China deal on the appointment of bishops. Vatican spokesman Br- Matteo Bruni said Tuesday that the Holy See had been informed a few days ago of the decision of the Chinese authorities and that he had nothing to add to the Holy See's assessment of the bishop's transfer for the time being.
1: Well, a deadly and destructive storm system that has already spawned at least 10 reports of tornadoes now threatens more than 85 million Americans with severe weather today. Storm system is trekking across the central U.S. after battering parts of Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, and Michigan. There are reports of casualties in Missouri. Scattered severe storms posing a risk for tornadoes and large hail are expected across eastern Illinois through lower Michigan today. Additional thunderstorms accompanied by potentially damaging wind gusts, hail, and a few tornadoes possible from the Ohio Valley into the lower Mississippi Valley. At least nine tornadoes were reported Tuesday, including two in Iowa and seven in Illinois, where several buildings were damaged in the town of Kelowna. And multiple semi trucks blown over along the I 88. So, wow. again, just some damaging weather. If you're traveling to the Midwest, definitely check your flights and see what's happening there today.
2: Well, Washington residents, well, we dish out a decent chunk of change to get our driver's license. Now, according to a state by state comparison from the website Wise Voter, Washington drivers will have to pay the most to renew or apply for the right to drive. Over time, the cost of driving driver's licenses in Washington has also, well, increased. In 2023, a standard driver's license costs $9 a year to renew. Well, that's $54 -hmm. for six years, according to the Washington Department of Licensing. Now, add to that the $35 application fee for first-time license holders. This amount bumps up to $89. Other ancillary costs, such as upgrading a license photo, will that increase from $10 to $20 in October? Another state issued driver's license, the Enhanced Driver's License, has also seen its increase over the past few years. This form of ID has been offered in Washington since 2008. Now, the DOL began providing this option to assist drivers in making it easier for them to cross into Canada. So the enhanced state issued ID cost $13 a year, but DOL has since bumped it up to $16 a year. For six years, the total cost $96. Add in that application fee, $131. Now the first time driver's license here in Oregon... Well, that's going to set you back $60, and your renewal is a mere $40.
1: Did you have to get a new license when you bought that brand-new Corvette?
2: (laughs) No and no, because neither one of those things happened. (laughs)
1: All right. The Columbia River Gorge is a great place to hike and will be getting even better in the future. Friends of the Columbia Gorge, a group dedicated to protecting and preserving the scenic area, As a goal to construct a 200-mile loop trail network that would encircle a huge stretch of the Columbia River, the initiative is called Gorge Towns to Trails. The group says 45% of the trail miles are already in place and 80% of the necessary land corridor miles have been secured. The Gorge Towns to Trail network would create a continuous hiking trail that begins in Washougal, Washington, Goes east along the gorge pass Dallasport. Where's Dallasport? I'm not sure where yeah, Dallasport is. It's interesting. Well, it goes to Dallasport before crossing the river to Oregon and winding west to Troutdale. So last month the group learned that it will be receiving funds from Oregon State Parks to connect the Columbia Gorge Discovery Center and Museum with the Dalles Riverfront Trail. I've walked the Dallas Riverfront Trail not that long ago. Uh, we were over there for a wedding, actually. It's, oh, really? It's, it's really nice. Yeah. All right. Right there along the river.
2: Okay, yeah. good. Well, Davinsport is the county seat and largest city in Lincoln County. So there you go. That's where you're going to go. I don't know where it is. Gateway to the Lake Roosevelt Recreation Area.
1: Dallas Dallasport.
2: Oh, Dallasport.
1: Yeah, Dallasport. Well,
2: now you're going to have to look it up while I read.
1: (laughs) Yeah, what were you looking
2: at? Davinsport.
1: Davinsport. Oh, okay. No, this is Dallasport. Okay. All right, I'll look it up.
2: Well, a Portland man captured a video of a boat with fishing gear weaving back and forth, appearing to try to intentionally hit dozens of sea lions swimming around Hayden Island off the Columbia River on Monday. Now, sea lions are federally protected under the Marine Mammal Protection Act, making it illegal to harass, hunt, or kill any marine mammal. Michael Brady, the Portland man who took the video, said whoever was driving it, well, they went right through the pack of the first group. Then it was kind of like he was trying to hit everyone after that. Now, Brady tells KGW he's been fishing since he was young and once fish for a living. He said the driver of that boat had no logical reason to aim for and hit the sea lions the way that they did. Now, according to NOAA, which oversees fishery management, a fisherman can scare off seals and sea lions from damaging gear or impacting them while actively fishing. Now, they can do it by using horns, bells, and whistles, even circling the mammals, but they cannot physically harm them. So, ah. It was really sad. They have a full video of it. You can see it online. And sure enough, he goes right through the middle of them, sending all of these sea lions kind of scattering. And then he makes a turn and appears to go after another group. So, yeah. I mean, I get that it is frustrating. They are competing for the same food source, but yeah, you're going to have to go through it a little bit better.
1: Mm. So Dallas ports.
2: Tell me about it.
1: It's kind of across the Columbia from the Dalles. Oh. So right there.
2: Okay. Well, that makes sense yeah. then.
1: Yeah because then it would come or the trail would come around and come over and then over the Dallas cuz we talked about that section in on the waterfront there exactly. Of the so there you go
2: That's a long loop. I wonder if you wanted to hike and camp that trail how long it would take you.
1: Uh 200 miles. Long so, time. That's a that's a pretty good couple hike. A couple weeks. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh in sports, Portland Trailblazers Blazers continued their season-ending road trip last night playing in Memphis and falling to the Grizzlies 119 to 109. Score was tied at 101 in the fourth, but Memphis outscored Portland 18 to 8 in the final 8 minutes to secure the victory. Now the Blazers with a record of 33 and 46 moved into or moved a step closer rather to securing the fifth worst record in the NBA, while the Grizzlies are close to locking up the number 2 seed in the Western Conference playoffs. Portland is at San Antonio tomorrow night with just three games left in the season.
2: Well, as the days of Holy Week move forward, various events occur that directly lead to what will take place on Good Friday. Among these events was the fateful betrayal of Jesus by one of his own disciples. Here's what Scripture says. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I deliver him to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him. Well, this action by Judas earned him the title of spy by medieval Christians. And from Wednesday onward, Judas secretly watched for a chance to turn Jesus over to the chief priest. And so many Christians label this day as Spy Wednesday. And in the same vein, various cultures reflected on the somber mood of this day by calling it Black Wednesday or Wednesday of Shadows, which also corresponds to the liturgical rite of Tenebrae that is celebrated on this day. It is also called Silent Wednesday as the Gospels do not record any activities in the life of Jesus. The only event is the secret meeting of Judas with the chief priests. So Wednesday's events usher in the final days of Jesus' life on earth and directly lead to the sacrifice of Jesus on Good Friday.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: On April 15th at 7 o'clock p.m., it is Nocturnal Adoration at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. Join Nocturnal Adoration Society members from all over the Portland metro area in this time of prayer before Jesus in the sacrament, beginning with the rosary at 7 o'clock p.m., then antifinal prayer and readings till about 8 30. Remember you can find details on these and other events head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: Well we started a new month this week April so we're going to go through the April calendar tell you what's coming up right after the forecast.
4: Jonathan
13: Bearded-Blovens here with Little Flower Media, and I'm blessed to be able to share a short reflection here on Spy Wednesday. I spent 15 years working in Catholic parishes, and those 15 years were the most rewarding and most challenging of my life. Working in ministry means working with people, and people are messy. Whenever any conflict would arise, I remember asking God why he allows this in his church. Why isn't everyone working in ministry joyful? Go beyond working in the church. Why are my friendships not perfect? Why is my family struggling? Why am I suffering through whatever I'm suffering through? Why would God allow this for his followers? A wise priest in spiritual direction once said to me, Even Jesus had Judas. He said to me, Why do you expect a perfect team or perfect staff or perfect group of friends when Jesus himself did not have one? And you yourself are not perfect on this spy wednesday i invite you to listen to the voice of the lord as we prepare for the easter triduum god is with us in our suffering he is alongside us on every step of our journey my prayer is that we will go into easter with a peaceful trust in the lord knowing that he has been there before we have he's experienced what we've experienced and knowing that he is listening to our every prayer. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord.
2: Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com.
1: Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jumpstart to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materderadio.com. And it is 845 at Mater Day Radio, 50% chance of showers today, high of 51 degrees, 90% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 44, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, pretty good chance of uh, rain in the forecast. Low tonight, 44, high tomorrow, 54.
2: Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. Catholic High School in Vancouver.
1: And 32 degrees at St. Michael's Church in Sandy.
0: It's good to the last drop. A second cup
1: of the morning blend with David and Brenda.
2: This weather report's starting to get me down a little bit, (laughs) David. Hold
1: on. May is just around the corner.
2: Okay. Didn't we say that, though, last month about April's just around the corner? Let's get through the month, but... If I remember correctly, and I I know that I do because we had a special event last June, we got a lot of rain all the way through June. Mm -hmm. It it, it just was that way. Uh, So uh, it looks like this is starting to shape up to be that same kind (sighs) of uh, springtime.
1: Well, they always say summer doesn't start until the July 5th. That's right.
2: (laughs) It does around here, and it ends just before the Labor Day weekend. Well, it is, though, a new month, and as with every new month, we bring forward our hopes and high aspirations, and so we thought about some of the things that we're going to be able to remember to do, whether it's raining or not, the days of April we're going to uh, come through. Yep, I am seeing a lot more things in bloom.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: A lot more flowers, grass, moss, all kinds of things greening up now this time of year. See, a
1: lot of daffodils springing up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. There you go. Daffodils. Daffodils. I like daffodils. Yes. There's ones that are all yellow, and then there's some that have like a yellow center and then more of a pale yellow around the outside.
1: Now, you see, I'm more of a tulip guy. You like I, tulips? I like the tulips. I
2: like tulips, too. Yeah. The thing with all of these bulbs, and while I think that, that daffodils seem to last a little bit longer, but tulips don't last very long. You know, once they bloom, I yeah. y- y- love them for they all the time they are in because they don't last more than what a
1: week maybe tulips to me always seem a little bit more colorful and a little bit more elegant oh, of a flower well
2: lovely for you yes i have some bearded irises that i love a lot and yeah. uh, i used to have a lot more but they they could be a little uh, persnickety and they like things to be a certain way and so
1: when do they typically bloom uh,
2: they're typically june bloomers all right yeah you'll get those big you know uprights and falls and yeah. the all the different things that they they talk about in a, a roughly edged, <laughs> large bearded iris. So. Yes. All right. Well, David, so looking at this month of April, and we've been talking about it, what, is there anything big going on this week?
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so.
2: There's some big stuff Yeah, happening.
1: I mean, obviously, it's uh, Holy Week, Holy Thursday tomorrow, Good Friday, then uh, Holy Saturday we've got uh, then Easter. Then Easter. There you go. That's it.
2: Those are the next four days on our calendar. Now, Monsignor O'Connor had joined us not too long ago with a little discussion in the liturgical life. He talked about the Tenebrae service Mm -hmm. uh, and how it happens at uh, the cathedral at St. Mary's there. And it starts with just candle lit. And then they go through a series of readings as each one ends, they snuff out A candle. Hmm. So the cathedral slowly gets darker and darker. And that's tonight? And that is tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight you'll be able to attend that. And then, of course, tomorrow will be the washing of the feet at uh, Holy Thursday. Mm -hmm. Good Friday continues that celebration. And then the lighting of the new Easter candle, right? A big, tall new candle on uh, the Easter Vigil Saturday. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, you. Beautiful celebrations, back singing songs that we have been not singing during Lent. Those all come back. The right. ringing of the bells during the Gloria. We are in fine step on Easter Sunday as Catholics. All
1: right, so yeah, big big week, big week ahead, and we're in it already. That would be the Easter Triduum.
2: Triduum. That's triduum. correct. Triduum. Yes. There's two vowels, so it has a little yes. ooh, um that you say at the end. We've been discussing names, we've been discussing words here recently. So that's, yeah, so that's, uh, try to attend all of that. And if you can't, any part of that is important. That beautiful Good Friday celebration, just incredible. And uh, Easter vigil, beautiful. The proclamation of the exalted is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And of course the lighting of all of everyone's personal candles, where it's the light of the world coming to a world so in need. Uh, Just beautiful. All of the senses are brought in on these celebrations for sure.
1: Then following Easter Sunday, the following week is Divine Mercy Sunday.
2: Now read up on Divine Mercy Sunday because this is almost a saint and a devotion that never would have been known if not for Pope St. John Paul II. That's right. He knew of the diaries of St. Faustina, and there was a lot of story about how those diaries were actually smuggled out of the country. Mm -hmm. They almost were not ever known at all. And thank goodness for, uh, like I said, Pope St. John Paul II, because he created the Sunday immediately after Easter Divine Mercy Sunday. Yeah,
1: so another beautiful Sunday celebration to look forward to. Then I'll call attention to the following Saturday. Then after Divine Mercy Sunday on the twenty second of April, Saturday the twenty second, that's Earth Day. We celebrate oh, is Earth it really? Day. Yeah, we celebrate Earth Day on Saturday the twenty second, right in line with Pope Francis' Laudato C., care for creation. So you can tie that in, and of course, our first interview segment this morning talking with uh, the madeline and and darlene and they have the big e-cycling event at the madeline parish on the 23rd. So if you have a lot of electronics you want to recycle, they have that big event going on and of course we have information on the community calendar on that as well. So okay. earth day on earth day on the 22nd, recycling on the 23rd.
2: Okay. And so then in between uh the um Divine Mercy Sunday and that Earth Day on the 22nd.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, anything important that we're going to be doing that week of the 17th to the 21st? Oh, yeah. Anything?
1: I think that's uh, maybe we buried the lead there a little bit. <laughs> that's Mater Day Radio Spring Shareathon. That's so. right. Yeah, so it's going to be a wonderful event. Uh, seek the truth is the theme. And so. Hope you tune in for that. We have wonderful guests lined up. And as we've talked about, just an opportunity for you to support Matri-Day Radio. We do the we do the thons in the fall mm-hmm. and in the spring. And these are how we raise dollars for our operations. So a uh, couple of very important weeks. Again, Spring share April 17th through the 21st. I'm glad you brought that up. All I almost right. forgot about and it. And in
2: fact, tune in next week because on a Wednesday, we've got a special guest joining us. Our host ah, for yes. That share will be joining us, so you're going to want to tune in next week. Nice. We hope you enjoyed today's April 2nd Cup.
4: Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722 that's 503-252-1722
12: please join me monsignor gerard o'connor and the listeners of martyr day radio as we pray for the intercession of saint michael the archangel in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen saint michael the archangel defenders in our battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of Heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all
5: evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com forward slash prayer or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's matradayradio.com forward slash prayer. Support for Day Radio
1: comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at CatholicCharitiesOregon.org.
8: I am Father Cedric Bizenyia. I'm a Passionist religious and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live with Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't
0: just live, live with passion. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the morning blend with David and Brenda on Modern Day Radio.
1: And it is 8.56 at Mater Dei Radio. Take one last look at your forecast this morning. Got about a 50% chance of showers, a high of 51 degrees. Rain tonight, 44 degrees. Rain tomorrow, 54 degrees. And then Thursday night, Friday, still more showers ahead. Currently, 52 degrees in the Rose City.
2: And closing out our show today, here is Ben Walther and a blaze. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Matzer Day Radio.
1: And Walther and Ablaze. It's 859 at Monterey Radio. Caught me off guard there. Did you see that? I,
2: were you off guard? I yeah,
1: so you're was, waving at I'm me. I'm waving
2: at you through the screen. Hey, this is to the get end of the attention. show,
1: you're saying. Uh, thank you for tuning in to The Morning Blend today. David and Brenda with you. We do appreciate it. Holy Thursday tomorrow. All right. Moving we right are ready.
2: We have been pilgrims on a journey all yeah, through right. this Lent, and now the culmination begins. So... Oh,
1: we'll be talking about more tomorrow. Absolutely. So again, thank you for joining in today.
2: That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. It is Wednesday. That means blazing the trail on this evening with our good friend, Miriam Marston. Don't forget to catch the podcast real easily on the Hail Mary media
9: app. Have a very blessed day.